Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast, Digging Deeper with Mandy and Erica. I'm Mandy. And I'm Erica. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We here at Digging Deeper like to dig deeper into the Bible, learn it and understand it, and then share it with you guys. That's right, Mandy. We are in the middle of a sub-series of a series. Sub-series, sub-series, series. It's getting deep. <laughs> we had to turn this one into a three-parter. A three-parter of an eight-parter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's just how we do. <laughs> okay, so the eight-part series is called Back to the Basics. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to say. Go back and watch part, part seven, part one of seven. Yes, for the whole background. But essentially, our goal here was to get into the Bible and understand exactly what it says about what it says that's exactly what we do here at digging deeper so the let's just start with the question that we started out with does a christian have a responsibility to share his or her faith in christ with other people yes yes and we can find that in matthew 28 called the great commission and that's where we started this whole sub series was matthew 28 verses 19 and 20 you want to read them yep Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the ages. To the end of the age. (laughs) I added the ages. There's only one age. (laughs) (laughs) The main verb make disciples that's essentially what jesus was saying this is the last thing he said before he ascended up into that cloud and he was talking to the disciples which is all of us today and he said basically make disciples and then there's these three other verbs that modify that in other words it just means how do you do that number one was go that was part one of this sub-series Number two was baptize them. That was part two mm-hmm. of the subseries. And today is part three, which is teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is part of our job now as Christians, making disciples and teaching them. Right. Okay. So let's just start with that. Let's clear something up right from the start here. Okay. What are we clearing up? I'm going to Ephesians 4. Okay. Okay, Jesus places the responsibility of teaching people. And we're talking more about basic things here because part of making a disciple is is understanding that they weren't a disciple. So they're new in their faith if they've believed in the good news. So as new baby Christians, we all at some point were this. We all needed help, you know, in the Mm -hmm. beginning, learning how to walk, learning how to understand You know, someone had to come alongside us and teach us. Well, now that we are disciples and we supposedly have matured and grown and understood more in the faith, Mm -hmm. now we come alongside those people who are newer and we teach them. Okay, a lot of real common misconception in Christianity today is that we drag them to our church and make our pastor teach them. But in Ephesians 4, there's a really nice layout of how a local church body is to function. It mm-hmm. actually, like, there's actually guidelines. You can't just do church however you want to do it. Okay. You actually have to follow what the Bible says. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> what? Follow the Bible? Yeah. Yep. You can't just, like, do whatever you want, say whatever you want but in church. But that's not my truth. <laughs> that's just too bad. I'm just kidding. The Bible is my truth. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, okay. So. 
I'm just going to start in Ephesians 4.11. Again, if you're watching, you can see it behind our face on the screen. And he, this would be Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Can we just, can I just say, I think that that is my favorite scripture in the Bible. Is it really? Yes. Okay. Because. That you mean the part about being tossed to and fro? Yes. Okay. Because we have to understand our Bible so that every wind of doctrine, everything that people uh, butcher the scripture won't trip us up because we are standing firm on the foundation of the scripture of the Bible and we will know that it is not true that the craftiness and defeat deceitful schemes can't move us. Yeah, exactly. So let's take it from the top here. I started reading in verse 11. Um, now that we are talking about a local church context here and it's saying that Jesus gave the apostles and the prophets. Now listen, these offices of apostles and prophets, that's that was that was um earlier in Ephesians 2 2 earlier in this book, it said that they were the foundation that the church would be built on. Well, the foundation's already been laid. We don't have apostles and prophets anymore. All right, so moving on. Evangelists and shepherds and teachers. That word says shepherds and teachers. That is your local pastor. He's a shepherd and a teacher. Okay. Can I, can I just yeah. uh, point out that the apostles there, they are the foundation and we're to build on, upon them. So in the first Part of this ser- sub-series, uh, number one, about the going. Yeah. I said that um, in Matthew chapter 28, uh, Jesus said to the apostles to go and make disciples. Well, it's a domino effect. Disciples make disciples. So the apostles started and then the disciples and then, you know, it goes out from yes. there. So whenever it says the apostles, that's us. We're not apostles. But they made disciples, which makes disciples, so we are a part of that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, then we get to the shepherds and teachers, and then in verse 12, what what do they do? What is their purpose? Why did Jesus give these people? In verse 12, it says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. I want to stop right here, okay? To equip, to build up, to properly equip, right? Like if you're sending um, a kid out to a hockey game, you got to equip them. You got to prepare them to go out to the game by putting on all those pads and all the stuff that they wear. If you send them out just with sho- tennis shoes on and a t-shirt, they're they're not ready. Can to we go also out. put in their practice? What do you? Mean? Yeah, you yeah. have to practice yes. to know what to do. Yeah, you like the the job of your pastor at your church is to build you up. And that's that's the next part. The saints. Who's the saint? You. If you're a Christian, you're a saint. There's no such thing as only the holy Saint Peter or the holy Saint Paul. We're all saints. Saints just refers to the people who are part of the body of Christ, okay? So their job, the pastor, is to build up the saint, to build up the people come in the church to 
to the work of the ministry, which is making disciples, okay? That's where we started in Matthew 28. We're making disciples by going, baptizing, and teaching. That is like our hockey game, so to speak. That's where we're going. And our pastor's job is to make sure we're prepared for that. So you say to someone, this person needs to be saved. I need to bring them to church. There's nothing wrong about hooking people up with a good church or even inviting them to come to your church. Mm -hmm. But if that's your way or your idea of being a witness for Jesus, it's a little scoot. You're the one that needs to be doing the work out in the mission field. It's not your pastor's job to be preaching to you and building you up every Sunday and then also going out and trying to disciple everybody else and all the unbelievers. That's really not his job. Mm -mm. His job is to be a shepherd of his flock. Yeah. Not to do all of the work. He has to protect his flock but therefore they need to go out and do their job too. It's everybody has a job here. Yeah. Like you, yeah, he's a shepherd and a pastor so or a shepherd and a teacher. But part of being a shepherd is knowing his flock, okay? You got to know your sheep. Mm-hmm. You got to protect them because mm-hmm. there's always people going to come in trying to ravage the flock, attack it. Mhm introduce false teachings whatever but you got they got to be watchful of that and protect them mm-hmm. and then feed them and care for them their spiritual state of yes. living that's his focus a yeah. pastor's main focus is his immediate flock his congregation in his church are they protected from false doctrine and are they properly fed by the word of god by the truth yes are they spiritually good or sound or whatever his main job is not to be a community advocate. Hmm. He's not to be out there trying to influence the culture, trying to bring them to church, trying to go out and, you know, make all kinds of new networking opportunities. He could pro- probably do that on the side, but if that's distracting him from his flock, he's in the wrong. Yeah. His main job is his flock. So then you ask, well, how do we reach all these people and bring them to church? Yeah. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's your job. That's our jobs. We are to go out. Jesus told us in uh, Matthew, go out and make disciples. Yes, that's, yep. Okay, let me go back here. For the building up of the body of Christ. So how is the body being built up? By the saints, by you. Until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of fullness of Jesus Christ, until we reach the state of perfection, which is Jesus Christ. Well, that's not until we die and go to heaven. And that's right. That's what that means. So so until we reach that, it says we're ma- maturing. That's mm-hmm. that's what the life of a believer looks like from the time that they get saved until the time that they die and are made yes. perfect with Jesus. They are constantly maturing, constantly growing, just like a child. You start off with milk, but then you just grow. You get bigger. You eat more stuff. You take in more. You understand more. Yes. And it never stops until you die. (laughs) Yes. So you're never going to arrive. Right. You're never going to be perfect here on earth. Mm -hmm. Only until you die and you're face to face with Jesus is whenever that happens. Right. So that we may no longer be children. And there's a reason that they use the word children here. Right. So if you're a child or a new Christian or baby Christian, you should not be like that for long. You're like Mm -hmm. a child, but a child needs to grow up. Right. A child can be easily deceived. Okay. Yes. Or... I mean, and we do that. Let's be honest. For example, around sp- certain holiday seasons, we tell them certain things that we know aren't true. 
and they don't know that they're just children children really trust people yeah yeah and whatever you say that's what they're going with because they trust you so then that means they can trust somebody that's not gonna have the best interest for them that's why we need to put our trust in Jesus because he is true. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he won't toss us around to and fro like the, the waves carried about by every wind of doctrine. Jesus is the same. It's going to be the same no matter what. But if we are like children and we are easily persuaded, then anything can toss us around. Yeah, and then let's, at the end of that verse, it said, carried about by every wind of do doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness. Yes. Let's look at that word. That word first appeared in Genesis 3, referring to Satan, because that's how he operates. Yes. He's crafty. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Satan, we just did a podcast about, it was entitled, Is Satan Really Real? Mm -hmm. And we just explained to you what he does mm -hmm. and what he still does today and how to detect if it's him or if it's God. Yeah, so that's how he operates in in deceit. Yeah. You know, it, surface level, just by appearance, you can't really detect that that's evil or Satan. That's why... If you're spiritually immature, which we all were at one point, mm -hmm. but if you are spiritually immature, you can't, you don't really know that that's Satan. You don't know that that's wrong to you. It looks fine. It looks spiritual. It looks great. But that's why, you know, we need to, to come along people and teach them and, and we all need to grow up so that we're no longer children that's going to be easily tossed about. Yeah. So we can't stay in that state because we're all going to be just like you just said. So we, we, we are supposed to grow up grow in our faith we're not supposed to say stay the same in our faith we are supposed to grow and mature just like it's saying here yeah so then that puts on us this responsibility right if it really is my responsibility to come alongside new believers mostly or just you know to make disciples out of other people i gotta know what i'm talking about i gotta know what i'm teaching people Yes. I have a little bit of a responsibility here yeah. to know what I believe and why, so I am able to defend it. Let's go to 1 Peter 3, verses um, 15. I mean, just verse 15. I just want to focus on the one part here. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. A little bit of context is that Peter was talking about suffering here. We're all going to suffer uh, as Christians. and But other people are going to see that even while we're suffering, people are going to see that we react differently. There's peace about it with us. There's joy. You know, it just looks different. Mm -hmm. Then he says to us Christians, always be, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Be ready at all times. If someone asks you, about your faith why do you believe that you should be ready to explain that yeah you can't just say oh uh let me you just come to church and you can see for yourself or let me hook you up with the pastor no that's your job your responsibility to do that to share that with them because it doesn't say there take them to your pastor and let him do it mm -hmm. it says that you have to be prepared. Yeah, pre prepare yourself. Like now's a good time to start preparing. Especially yep. if you're going to try and teach people. They're going to have questions. Well, why, why do you believe Jesus was God? You should be ready to answer that. Why do you believe in Jesus? Why are you a Christian? You know, these are basic questions that people are going to ask. 
And it's you who need to be prepared to answer those questions. Yeah. And if right now you're thinking, I don't know, take this as like an eye-opening message and and do some do some work. I mean, if your main job here on earth is to be a witness for Jesus, how much time have you invested in preparing for that job? Are you prepared to do that work? Have you been equipped? Yeah, because this is our main purpose in life mm-hmm. is to go out and share the good news of Jesus Christ. So if you're not um, prepared and you can't share the good news, mm-hmm. right? Right. Here, Here's like another thing that we have to think about, um, about us being responsible and always being prepared. Sometimes we like to just give people devotionals, which a devotional... I mean, it's okay, but it's not the word of God. Can I just, can I say something real yes. quick? Back to the main verse that we're working with today, Matthew 28. Back to where it says, teaching them, what are you teaching them? To observe all that I have commanded you. These are the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ that we find in the Bible. What are you teaching them? You're teaching them the Bible. Okay, if you yourself feel uncomfortable reading the Bible and learning from it, you, you really need to start with you. We can't mm. be bringing up devotionals and teaching people what somebody else thinks about the Bible. That's really all a devotional is, is somebody else's research and Bible study. Now, there's nothing wrong if you want to look at devotionals or read them as supplemental to your understanding of the Bible, Mm -hmm. but that's all it is. It's like just the side dish to the main course. The main course is the Bible. You need to get in it with your own eyes and understand it so that you're able to teach other people. Yes, yes. I couldn't have said that more perfectly myself. Me either. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> Let's just take a, a a look at what the word observe means. What just does it mean? to hold fast to. To hold fast to. Hold fast to what? All that I have commanded you. Who's I? Jesus. He's the one talking here. Just to hold fast to what Jesus has commanded us to do. And look at that word, commanded, his commandments. Yeah. There's authority in that. Hold fast to what he says to do and not to do. Right. Yes. Let's um. Let's look at John 14, 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's, that's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. How do you know if someone really, truly loves Jesus? They will keep his commandments. They are keeping his commandments. And where can we find his commandments? In the Bible. In the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible. If someone really truly cherishes the Bible, the whole Bible, every little last word in the Bible, and follows it and is obedient to it, that person loves Jesus. Let's look at 1 John 5 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. Man, not just once, but it's told us twice. Yeah. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Mm. Let's look at, let's think about that for a second. His commandments, what the Bible says are not a burden to us. Mm-mm. Maybe when you're a new Christian, you're starting to understand things for the first time that you've never understood before. And there's a little bit of, hmm, why is this? But a true Christian is one who who pursues a life of obedience. Even though it might be hard in some areas, the thought is that you want to be obedient. And even if you have to lay down your belief and submit to Jesus's. A person who is a false Christian or not a Christian, the commandments in the Bible are a burden to them. 
and they will pursue their sin at any cost. If that means reinterpreting the word of God, mm. if that means looking at it a different way, crossing out words we don't like, <laughs> that is when the Bible has become a burden to them and they want to pursue their own lifestyle but still be a Christian at the same time. But a true Christian, someone who really loves God, obeys the commandment of God, and it's not a burden to them. They will willingly do that because they love Jesus. Yes, 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 a thousand bajillion trillion times. Well, there's only one last part of this, and we're wrapping up the sub-series here. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Oh, I just can't even. Just how good Jesus is. First, he came and died for us to save us from God's wrath. And now he's saying at the end of Matthew, right before he goes up into heaven with his with God, he says, and behold, I just love that yeah. word. I am with you always to the end of the age. So he's telling us to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But behold, I am with you always. He's always gonna be with us because he knows how hard this life is gonna be because he himself has already said that this is gonna be hard. So he is with us always. We don't have to fear, we don't have to be afraid because he is with us. He's going to be with us. He's going to be there with us, getting us through it. That is a promise of Jesus Christ himself that he said to us that we can always lean on. Amen. Look at those two words. I am. The great I am. The great I am is with us. Because, listen, after listening to all three parts of these sub-series, even I am like, oh, my goodness, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, this is too much work. I don't know enough. I've never really baptized anyone. What if I drown them? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is overwhelming. And But uh, Jesus just ends it the perfect way. It doesn't get much better no, than that. I am with you always. Listen, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it all right all the time. Jesus is, I am with you. When you are obedient to me, you are going, you are baptizing, and you are teaching all for the glory of God at the sacrifice of your own passions, your own desire, your own ways, wants, and wills of your own life. You sacrifice all that to just make disciples as you, being the witness of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I'm with you. No matter where you go, no matter where in your life it takes you, however long it'll be, till the end, I'm with you in it all. Yes. Who else has a God that will do that and Nobody. say that? <laughs> exactly. Our original question that we started the sub-series with was, do we as Christians have a do we as Christians have a responsibility to share our faith with other people? Yes, we do. Yes. And it's a responsibility that you have. So if you're not doing it, you're in danger of sin, right? If you've listened to this sub-series, all three parts, you now know. Yeah. Let's go to James 4 7. We'll wrap this up. 417, sorry. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. You know now that Jesus, as he's ascended up, ascending up into the clouds for this last time physically here on earth until he comes back, he wants you to go out and make disciples. Mm -hmm. If you know that, 
and you fail to do it, it is a sin. Now, if you try to do it and you're not good at it, nothing really goes the right way, it doesn't work out, you don't see anything good coming of it, that's not a sin. You're still obedient. God's the one that does the ultimate work in people anyway. But just try. He's just asking you to be faithful. That's it. Just be faithful. But if you just shrug it off like I'm good, I'm saved. I don't Don't, need to do that. That's my pastor's job. I don't care about other people as long as I make it to heaven. (laughs) That is sin. Yes. Repent from that. And if you need help, like it's okay. Jesus died on the cross to forgive you for your sins. Even that sin you can be forgiven of. But now's your opportunity to go to God in prayer and say, Give me an opportunity. Teach me how. You know, like if you don't know the word, just start reading it. Matthew. There you go. Read Matthew. (laughs) Ask God to help you learn how to make disciples. Trust me, that's a prayer he will answer. Yes, definitely. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I think we covered this in detail. I don't think we dug deep enough. All right. Well, here we go. (laughs) No, but uh, just like the sign says... You're now entering the missions field. I want to keep that up Forever. for every podcast for us to remember that every single time that we are entering the missions field, we are in the mission field and we need to make disciples because that is our number one purpose. That is what God made us and designed us to do. And that's what we need to do. Amen. If you guys um, have any questions, you need anything clarified, go ahead and leave us a comment. Or we'll put our uh, email address up so you can shoot us a direct email and we'll be sure to get back to you and help you in any way that we can. We really appreciate encouragement. So if you guys want to like, share, subscribe, we really appreciate that a lot. Yes, thank you. And it helps us get the word out there to more people. That's what we care about is getting the word out. Yep. All right. You going to pray us out? Yes, ma'am. Dear Lord, we just come before you and we just ask for forgiveness for every time that we have not taken the opportunity that you put right in front of us to do your work, Lord, that you designed us and created us to go out and to make disciples and to uh, worship you, Lord, um, and just forgive us for all the times that we've passed those opportunities, that we weren't looking for those opportunities, Lord. And that your word clearly does say that whatever we know is right and we don't do it, we are sinning. We are sinning. We are sinning against you, God. Lord, just help us to uh, remember that and understand it and apply it to our lives today, Lord, that we need to go and make disciples, Lord. And just thank you for the opportunities that you put in front of us and just open our hearts, open our minds up to every opportunity that you put in front of us, and let us uh, accept it and to walk in it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.